I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. Hello, fellow mourners of diet culture. It is I, Emily Lubin. I'm the Grim Reaper and the host of this show. Welcome to RIP Diets. Guys, this is a friendly reminder. There will only be four more episodes, including today's episode, in season two of RIP Diets. After that, I will be taking a little hiatus to collect my thoughts, plan a great new season for you guys, book some guests, and just do some living because I find that when I'm actually living my life, that's when I find the most inspiration and the most to draw from as fodder for this podcast. But in the meantime, during the season break and well afterwards, you can join me on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash RIP diets. I will be putting up weekly content for the patrons during the mid-season break. That will usually be in the form of a vlog or a video, um, but there's a potential for some bonus podcast episodes as well. I've been really enjoying doing video content, and I'm happy that Patreon is a place where I can flex my muscles a little bit and really get intimate with you guys, really show you how I live as a body-neutral bitch and just what goes on in my day-to-day life because as you know, even well into recovery, I still have bad days and I I like documenting those because it just shows you guys that you don't have to do intuitive eating or body acceptance perfectly in order to be making progress. We strive for progress, not perfection. And that is what I really hold on to and um, really want to spread to you guys. So again, that's patreon.com slash RIP diets. Check it out. Check out what I have to offer. It's $6.99 a month. But like I said, you'll be getting weekly content during the break and monthly content thereafter. Moving on, I wanted to start off with a listener DM. Um, And I thought this was a really great question. I did respond to this person, but I said I would talk about it more on the show. And here I am fulfilling that promise. So here we go. Hi, Emily. Longtime listener. First time DMer. Sorry, I am not very clever. (laughs) I thought that was fine. I am a middle-aged mom of two in a medium-sized body, size four to six. I've been able to maintain a size two to four since my 20s, but during the pandemic, I gained some weight and went up a size. All summers before this one, even after giving birth to two kids, I was back to my size two to four self pretty quickly. But this year is different in many ways. I discovered yours and many other anti-diet culture podcasts and influencers, cleaned my Instagram feed of all the diet culture promoting crap, and gained leaps and bounds when it comes to my mental health and confidence. But I am in a larger body now, and I find myself oscillating between liking myself as I am now and seeing it as a form of protest and promising myself that on Monday I will start restricting and dieting. I'm also stuck in thinking that intuitive eating is for young women like yourself and old broads like me need to restrict in order to maintain their weight. 
Any words of wisdom you may have? So much here in this question. Thank you so much for DMing me. Um, I thought it was a, a great message and, you know, a slightly different perspective than I normally talk about. I am flattered that you're calling me a young person. I know that I am a relatively young person, but as any fellow 30-year-old women listening know, it's like once you turn 30, you're like, all right, this is it for me. It's all going downhill from here. So I thank you for calling me young. Um, First of all, I noticed a few things in this message. First, you say, I'm a middle-aged mom of two in a medium-sized body, size four to six. Now, I'm coming from a place of non-judgment and, you know, peace and love. But I, I want to clarify for all the listeners and for you as well, for the lovely, gorgeous and flawless listener writing in, size four to six is not what I would consider medium sized or mid size. Size four to six, I would consider to be thin and to be on the lower end of straight size. Um, I think we have a tendency when we fluctuate in weight, and I am a fellow fluctuator. I know that it can really fuck with you. You go up a size and you think your body has changed and now you're judging yourself and thinking, oh, it's like being a wrestler and going up a weight class. It like means something different to you than it did before. And you feel like, certain opportunities you had before, whether it be being comfortable being naked or wearing certain clothes or whatever it may be, you you feel different. But let me tell you, um, anything between a two to four or sorry, excuse me, between a two to six, that that is very thin. And as a mother of two, I mean, that's impressive. I, I'm uh, hats off to you for maintaining your body, even though there's nothing wrong with your body changing. But you know, it seems like even with um, our lifestyles changing so much during the pandemic, you have actually maintained, you know, an equilibrium in your weight. And I would not call your body medium sized at all. And then this part of the message I wanted to address specifically because you say you go back and forth between feeling liberated by rejecting diet culture and accepting your body and then also telling yourself, okay, I, you know what? I need to get back in gear and start my diet again on Monday. I will first of all say that those feelings and those intrusive thoughts, that's completely normal. I experienced that a lot when I first tried to start intuitive eating. I would say I, I tried to start intuitive eating quite a few times before it actually stuck. And, you know, I would start intuitive eating for maybe a couple weeks and then I would perceive myself to either look different or that my body was changing or that I felt different. And really it was an emotional response. So then I would kind of veer back into dieting and then go back to intuitive eating again. And when you do that, it kind of just makes the process more confusing and makes it longer, quite honestly. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with you having that journey. I definitely had a similar journey. I think a lot of people do. But just know that going back and forth between intuitive eating and dieting 
is not going to make the intuitive eating process any easier. You really need to commit to it and to stick to it in order to see the results that you want. And when I say results, I mean, you know, mentally and physically, you will see positive results if you really stick to it and keep telling yourself that you're never going back to dieting again. The thing about intuitive eating is it's not really something that you can just do halfway or you can just do some of the time or you can just do but you have another idea in the back of your head. Intuitive eating is a lifestyle. It's actually really the only true lifestyle change. Other programs and specifically diet companies will market their diets as lifestyle changes. Intuitive eating is a true lifestyle change because you are completely rejecting all food rules, everything that you've ever heard, every diet that you've ever tried, um, every method, you know, counting calories, counting macros, any preconceived notions that you have about what you should or shouldn't be eating. You're rejecting all of that and you are embracing a lifestyle of just listening to your body's inner cues. So I would say to keep embracing that and that's when you will start to see results is when you really commit to it and you really tell yourself that dieting is not the answer and it's not going to solve your problems. And it probably won't even make you lose weight in the long run. You might lose a little bit of weight and then you probably won't be able to stick to that diet for the rest of your life and eventually you will gain it back or more and be equally unhappy. So that's what I would just keep telling yourself. Those are the hard facts, by the way. 93% to 97% of diets fail and people who lose a significant amount of weight on diets will gain it back within the next five years. And that is just statistically proven. But we all want to think that we're the exception to the rule. But really, even if we are the exception, being the exception to the rule means that you will be on a restrictive diet for the rest of your life, monitoring everything you put in your mouth, not listening to your body. And that's just not a life that I personally want to live. And I don't think that that's a life that anybody should really live. And then the last thing that I wanted to respond to was that you think intuitive eating is really for young people and not really for middle-aged people or for moms. I... I'm not a mom and I'm not middle-aged, but I can say with certainty that the body confidence that I've gained and the body wisdom that I've gained will benefit me for the rest of my life because I've gotten in touch with my body's natural processes that I was so out of touch with from dieting my entire life. I will also say my sister is eight years older than me, so she's, you know, closer to 40 than 30. She has two kids, and she has also said that she feels happier, healthier, more in touch with her body, and just has a more sustainable lifestyle now that she has embraced intuitive eating. So, you know, those are testimonials from two people from two different times of their lives and with very different bodies, you know, since one has had children and one has not. And we both have found it so beneficial. So I, I really would not get stuck in that thinking that intuitive eating is only for young people. I think intuitive eating is for everybody. So 
thank you for writing in. Uh, I hope that I imparted some wisdom on to you. Um, we also we got into a little conversation about how diet culture in the 90s and 2000s really did a number on us. And it's funny, even though you are older than me, I mean, imagine being 10 years old in the year 2000. I feel like you know, 95 to 2005 was when it all went to shit. And now we're all trying to heal from that. So imagine being a young, impressionable child in the year 2000, Y2K. That really fucked me up a lot. And I know other people my age have been seriously fucked from coming of age in the 2000s. So, you know, I think every generation maybe thinks that it's easier for the next generation, but just think about that. That's just some food for thought. Think about being 10 years old in the year 2000. Christina Aguilera is showing up rail thin with assless chaps, okay? And Britney Spears is being judged for gaining maybe 10 pounds post-pregnancy and being called fat when she appears on the MTV Awards in a little brawn panties set and she is not rail thin. I mean, that did a number on me, as you can imagine. And um, and yeah, intuitive eating has absolutely saved my life and changed my life for the better. So I encourage you to keep going with it. This listener DM actually made me think about an article that I read not too long ago in the New York Times. Um, it was an opinion article by Jennifer Weiner, and it's called The Weight Loss Industry is Coming for Our Post-Lockdown Bodies. And I would highly encourage you guys to read this article. There are a lot of statistics in it, and it basically is outlining the fact that the weight loss industry really suffered in the year 2020. And that shouldn't be surprising, right? Because we were all inside. We were a little more sedentary. Some of us were snacking more than usual or kind of leaning on food a little bit more than we would normally for comfort, which uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But people weren't very concerned about losing weight in the year 2020 because we weren't seeing people. We weren't even going outside. Now in 2021, the diet industry is trying to get some of their money back. And I'm seeing it. Jennifer Weiner, who wrote this article, said that she's seeing it on her Instagram feed, on her Twitter, ads from diet companies popping up and claiming that we all need to get on a wellness journey. Now, this is something that I've talked about before. The weight loss industry now isn't quite as overt as it once was. We're not seeing the word calories. We're not seeing the word macros, but we are seeing the words wellness and strength and other words that in Jennifer Weiner's words are all about being the best you that you can be. And that is a you that is significantly thinner than the you right now. <laughs> I thought that was so well said. And I just want to encourage you guys to really not fall for the schemes of the weight loss industry. Don't fall for this multi-tiered marketing that they are bestowing upon us as the world is opening up. This is supposed to be a joyful time. We're supposed to be having hot girl summers. And no, that does not mean thin girl summer. And that does not mean I'm in the gym three hours a day 
and I'm trying to get back into my skinny jeans, girl summer, okay? We need to continue resisting diet culture. I think a lot of people were doing it in lockdown out of necessity for their mental health or just because they didn't care. They didn't have events to go to. They didn't have the pressures of seeing family or seeing friends who would possibly judge them for gaining weight. It just wasn't a factor. And I think carrying that same attitude into a post-lockdown world is going to make the world a happier and healthier place. So go ahead, read that article. It does a really good job of outlining exactly how the weight loss industry is trying to target us and why we should resist those efforts. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't focus on being healthy. Of course, be healthy, go outside. We're vaccinated people. We can go outside, we can mingle, we can work out, we can go to the gym, uh, we can go to restaurants. You know, we can do so much that even a year ago we couldn't do. And that's so exciting. Just focus on that and I guarantee you, you will be feeling healthier mentally and physically without the focus of weight loss. And uh, that is it, you guys. This is a short show today. I feel like I say that every week now. Um, But the fact is, when I don't have a guest on, it sometimes is a little hard to figure out the kind of content that you guys want to hear, which is why I encourage you guys to keep sliding in my DMs. I am Lubination on Instagram. Uh, Or you can hit up RIP Diets on Instagram, which is the handle for the podcast. Also, you can email me at ripdiets at gmail.com. That's a great way to reach me and to ask me a question or share your story. Love connecting with you guys so much. And once again, if you want even more content, go to patreon.com slash ripdiets. And after today, there's going to be three more episodes of season two of RIP Diets. Woo, woo. I'm already brainstorming, you know, how to wrap up this season really strong. And I'm also already uh, starting to plan what I want the new genesis of this podcast to be in season three. And I could always use your guys's feedback. I could always use suggestions or things that I could talk about that would be particularly helpful to you. Definitely get at me. And I will see you guys next week on a brand new edition of RIP Diets. Peace out. (laughs) 